November 2014. So these are, oh, this is just an hour, so we'll make sure that we, I'll just start right away. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Um, and have you had your chart done before? I have not. Sun and Rising are actually, the, we call them the big three. Okay. Um, and what's interesting about your Sun and Moon and Rising is that your Moon and Rising are in the same sign. Okay. Okay, so this is Taurus. And I'll just write that to you here so that you can remember that later. Okay. That your Taurus Rising, Taurus Moon. Okay. Okay. And your Sun is Gemini. Okay. And you probably know that. Um... I I don't I actually think that I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I think I thought my rising was in Gemini. I don't know what that means. Well, when you read the newspaper horoscope, what do you read for? Uh, Cancer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're not a Cancer. Really? Uh. Uh-huh. What am I? You're a Gemini. You know what? I'm July 19th. Oh shit! Really? Yes. Oh no! Really? Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Space cord, Space cord, welcome to space cord, welcome to space cord. Oh my god, wait, what? Isn't that amazing? That is like the most classical mistake you could make in astrology. Wait, how did how did that happen? So so basically, like my friend got me this astrology this is reading. Fucking comedy! Oh, dude, I saw it. I like heard it, and I was like, okay. So my first natal chart reading was a fail. <laughs> now it's not true. He like oh, so shit. then like he draws up, which was really impressive. He mm, was like doing nice. his own math, and he could draw it up. Mm-hmm. Like there are things about what he said, like listening back to it now, that I'm like, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear the first time. I definitely did not remember this whole oh, thing. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of did because my friend made the appointment for me, and I mm-hmm. think she put in the wrong date on accident, or mm-hmm. he read it wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever figured out. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, it was gifted to me. So I was just kind of there just like, uh, I've been identifying with cancer all of my life, and I'm a Gemini. Like, Yeah. But you handled it in, like, such a nice way. Like, you didn't, like, put him down, you know? No, because I... like, obvious yeah, failure. Yeah, I was, I was... I mean, I probably would... It probably would have been different if I had paid for it, too. Because, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in the beginning, he's like, we have an hour, you know? And now it's like, we're, you know, 15 minutes in, and it's like, oh, you don't... You didn't... So now you have to go from scratch, you know? Like, basically, yeah. he has to start from scratch. Totally. So we can go to that portion. So these are all the planets at the moment that you were born. Okay. On the inside. Okay. And the signs are on the outside. Okay. And what these lines are, are the uh, relationships to each other that Mm -hmm. they have. Mm -hmm. And their mathematical calculations. Okay. And so this is like the meat of astrology, are signs, planets, and houses and aspects. Okay. Yeah. And so the houses are areas of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... 
So what's interesting about each person is that when they take their first breath, um, they say this, the, the light of the sun and moon come into the eyes, the photons come into the eyes, and they crisscross, and they light up each chakra. Mm-hmm. And so our body kind of carries with us this moment in time, this mm-hmm. quality of time. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on things that are faded, though, such as race, class, mm-hmm. gender, ethnicity, all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So we all operate differently, but we carry with us, you know, if someone was born at the same moment, they would act differently than you mm-hmm. because of their faded fates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, so the birth chart is interesting just because it's a great diagnostic tool where we're able to um, get a snapshot into the Constitution. Mm. And um, what's great about this tool is that um, you can learn so much about yourself through it. And there's things about this tool that you might have worked on in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so the issue isn't necessarily something that um, needs to be addressed at the moment. Um, so, for instance, we might be talking and you might be like, oh, yeah, like I kind of dealt with that, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and so it just tells you like a tendency of what the native would do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really speak to how the native is working that energy because that's what the conversation is between you gotcha. and I. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was like really, I thought he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Of, it's like, clear and like, yeah. it's just tricky when like in the very beginning he's doing like lines, midheaven planets are on the inside, houses are on the outside. Like it really is so much. Like it I was is. just revisiting it, yeah. like I remember being there like, okay. You know, like all you can say I feel like on the other end is like, okay, because right. it's just so foreign, so far from understanding, you know, like the comprehension is not there at all. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, information, information. But I liked how he described it as like a diagnostic tool you know and and it's helpful to get to know yourself you know i do believe that so for sure another look at rachel's natal chart with astro occult um you also have no earth in your chart what does this mean well it means that you're very unattached you know to earthly possessions possibly material things so when people have a lot of earth, having possessions and being grounded is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't have it, it just doesn't matter. Okay. So this makes sense. When there are no planets in an element, there's either tremendous difficulty with that element or it's not a problem at all. I mean, isn't that going to be the case anyway? I mean, that's like 50-50 chance, right? It either is or it isn't. It is or it isn't. And with you, it's not. <laughs> Yes, that's true. You don't have, like, it's just, it's not an issue, right? Like, you gave away all your things and you're just like, it's not an issue. Yeah. I mean, there is part of me, though, that feels there, like, that's part of my processing. Like, things that, it's almost like the things that I do have attachment to, I have this, like, got to get rid of it. Yeah. You weird. know? So, it, it maybe is that is and isn't. Like, I do have, I actually, I think it actually is both, honestly. Having no earth in my chart, I am extremely attached to things. And I am extremely detached to things because that's what that's what the truth is for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like I just gave away my bicycle. I didn't realize how much attachment I had to that until I was giving it away. I'm obsessed with being obsessed. Um, should we point out to where that is in your chart? Yes. Uh, our listeners can't see your chart. No, they can't. But you have 
um, Pluto conjunct Mars in the fifth house. So Pluto is the planet of power and transformation um, in raw, like primal kind of intensity. Mm-hmm. And um, Mars is assertion, um, planet of war, sexuality. So you have, and Pluto is also a high, the higher octave of Mars. So it's like Mars on crack, basically. Mm-hmm. Pluto is Mars on crack. So you have Mars conjunct Mars on crack. And then you get this like, super intense um, blending of energy that creates... Oh, and to top it off, it's conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, and Jupiter expands everything it's touching. So you guys can't see this, but Jupiter is touching her Pluto, which is Mars on crack, remember? So it's expanding this this super intense energy. So she's got this intensity, this super intense conjunction that's being expanded by Jupiter, so it's even more intense. So it's like Pluto, Mars, you know, on crack, squared. Expanding. Yeah. So it means that you have tremendous willpower. You're very strong. Your inner child has a lot of power. You really throw yourself in your creativity because it's in the fifth house. Fifth house is the uh, house of creativity. You can get very obsessive and intense, almost manic. <laughs> She's nodding. Yeah. P- BTW. Um, Mars is how we move out into the world. And when it's, it's fueled by Pluto, it's like, you know, that much more intense. To make things... Oh, Mars, Pluto, also, once you get hooked on something, you cannot get in their way. You can't stop them. So, like, when this person decides, I'm doing space court, get out of this girl's way because she's fucking doing it. When you look at charts, like, what makes for an interesting chart? What makes for a non-interesting chart? That's a good question. I think that, like, having water signs or, like, Planets and water houses usually is like depth, interesting configuration of aspects. There's so many different combinations in the way that this can all play out that it's like it's case by case kind okay. of scenario. But yeah, it definitely happens where I'm like, uh, all right, I don't know about this. <laughs> you have a lot of Libra in your chart. I do. We'll do you and Tom York for Libra season. But I'm a Taurus. Doesn't matter. We want to illuminate Libra in other places. You're a Taurus sun. This is what I'm talking about. Let's think beyond our sun signs. No, I agree. Space Court. Space Court.